0: All right, what is up, everybody? Of course, I am back for another episode of the Through My Eyes podcast. I'm your host, Nick. If you are new, welcome. This is a podcast platform, show, whatever the hell you want to call it, where I give my thoughts and opinions on the world of basketball and football, primarily the professional leagues that portray those sports, like the NBA and the NFL just because I grew up watching those sports. I never really watched college basketball or football. I never really watched soccer. I never really watched baseball. So it would be a disservice if I just sat here and rambled on about those sports. A disservice to y'all and a disservice to myself. Because that just It just wouldn't make sense for me to sit here and talk about sports I didn't play or I don't really watch. But with all that out of the way, let's get into today's podcast. And the topic of today's podcast is trades that have happened in the NBA, signings, and more. The only reason I'm making this podcast today is because I've not made a podcast that's gone over the NBA trades and signings and all of that just because I've been stuck up with school and college life, but I'm here to talk about NBA trades signings and a player that has been reinstated reinstated into the NBA that has a chance to join NBA teams coming up this Friday a player that same to that shares the same last name as me so that's pretty funny and that's kind of why I liked him growing up and he's always been a hooper but we'll get into that player eventually first off let's get into the trades Aaron Holiday was sent to Phoenix Jalen Smith sent to the Pacers for Torrey Craig Jalen Smith is a very solid center but this the Phoenix Suns already have Bismack Biamba who's already play, who's playing great basketball JaVale McGee who's one of the most athletic centers in the league and obviously they have DeAndre Aiden at the starting center spot so you can never have too many solid wing defenders so picking up Torrey Craig is obviously a plus and the Pacers are rebuilding so picking up Jalen Smith is a big plus in their books. Uh, The next trade, Boston sent Josh Richardson to the Spurs for Derek White. Now, this is a big pickup, in my opinion. Derek White is the perfect 3 and D point guard. He can shoot off the ball. He can play make. He can create his own shot as well. He can just do it all. He's really a player that flies under the radar. And I'm glad to see him getting the shine he deserves, and he's going to get it on the Boston Celtics. He's most likely going to have some big playoff games this year in the playoffs for the Boston Celtics. He's their backup point guard. This gives a little less, uh, takes a little stress off Marcus Smart with the playmaking. So, this is a big pickup for the Boston Celtics. Derek White, one of the best young players in the league, he was averaging 14 points. rebounds, 5.6 assists, shooting 42% from field goal range, 31% from three-point range, 87% from free throw range, averaging one steal, 0.9 blocks. His game highs this season are 26 points, 10 10 rebounds, 14 assists, four threes, four steals, three blocks. And he's in for leaderboard accolades. Uh, He's 19th in free throw percentile with 0.869 and his last eight games he's averaged 13.5 three rebounds and 5.1 assists and for the next trade christoph's Swarzingis headed to washington for spencer dinwiddie now this trade really threw me off i didn't i was really shook because the because dallas already has jalen brunson They already have Luka Doncic, and when it comes to the playoffs, Luka Doncic is really the only one who runs the offense for the Dallas Mavericks, so having three guards that can create their own shot is kind of useless for the Dallas Mavericks, in my opinion. They should have got another big. I know the Porzingis experiment didn't work out, but in my opinion, they should have got another big that could fit that role that Porzingis played, but I guess better because Porzingis, the Porzingis experiment just didn't work out. But getting Spencer Dinwiddie, who's not having the best season of his career, to add on with Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic and Dorian Finney-Smith, their team is not big at all. Their biggest guy is Moses Brown. I believe they're probably going to start Maxi Kleba at center or something now. I don't like the direction Dallas Mavericks are going in. They need another superstar, in my opinion, a big, to match up with Luka. They don't need another guard. They already have Jalen Brunson, who is a free agent this year, so that's maybe why they traded for Spencer Dinwiddie. But I just don't see this pickup, this trade, really benefiting them in the playoffs. I don't see it benefiting them at all in the playoffs. And for Washington, Porzingis is going to help them win a couple games. Right now, they're like barely in the play-in game. So maybe he can get them into the playing game. Bradley Beal's out for the rest of the season, so it's just Kuzma and uh, Porzingis as the two main stars, I guess. Obviously, the Wizards have a very deep team. But I just don't know what they were doing with trading away. Spencer Dinwiddie, I understand. He didn't have the best chemistry with the squad. And same thing with Porzingis in Washington. I mean, in Dallas, so I guess... It just worked out for both sides, but it's just I don't I don't see it as a good fit for for Dallas at all. I just don't. And uh, the next trade, the biggest trade of the night for sure, of the trade deadline, Ben Simmons for James Harden, the full official trade, Ben Simmons, Curry, and Andre Drummond, Seth Curry to be exact, for Paul Millsap and James Harden. This gives the Nets an elite playmaker, rim runner, and defender in Ben Simmons. He's, he's one of the top players in the league and getting players open threes. So that's a big thing to have on the Brooklyn Nets, especially when you have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, <laughs> add Seth Curry to the squad, Patty Mills who's having one of the best years of his career. They're just going to be shooting the lights out. Uh, Also, Andre Drummond, who's one of the best rebounders in the league, he's going to be starting now for the Brooklyn Nets. He fit into into his role in Philadelphia, so I feel like he'll do the same in Brooklyn. Now for the Philadelphia side of things, that James Harden and Joel Embiid pick and roll is going to be one of the nastiest, dirtiest, one of the most hard hardest to stop things in the league just because they're both so dynamic on offense that joel can run roll to the rim or he can stop and shoot um he can set the screen for Harden. he could stop and shoot there's just so many things that they can do and now they have a legit floor general with james harden and this philadelphia team could potentially win it all this year Hopefully, we see a Brooklyn and Philadelphia matchup in the playoffs. That'll be very interesting, obviously, because these players were disgruntled on their previous teams, and now they're on new teams, and they seem happy. So that'll just be an interesting storyline for sure. And the next big trade, the Blazers sent CJ McCollum. The CJ and Dame era is officially over. They sent CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell to the New Orleans Pelicans for Josh Hart and Thomas Saransky Didi Luzada and a 2022 protected first round pick and two second round picks as of uh, these past few games CJ has fit in great with the New Orleans Pelicans in my opinion this is a great pickup for them he can change he can shift the culture a little bit over there maybe kind of persuade Zion Williamson to zion williamson to stay because he kind of seems like a disgruntled star in new orleans but adding cj mccallum a very mature and savvy veteran he can for sure help out bi's game and he could just persuade zion just a little bit more to stay i know CJ's not that superstar player he's never been an all-star in his career but he's averaged over like 20 points per game his whole career very efficient shooter shooter one of the just such a great locker room guy so i believe he could really do justice on keeping zion williamson in new orleans for new orleans fans sake because zion williamson if he plays is like the best thing to happen to them other than anthony davis i forgot bro was an all-star last year i was watching the all-star draft the 2021 all-star draft last night and zion was an all-star i completely forgot like i that passed my mind completely that bro was an all-star last year that's how much of an impact he had for that pelican squad and how much of an impact he had on the league so hopefully we get to see this man back because it's it's just sad at this point point. and uh the next big trade of the night the pacers sent Damon Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holliday to the Kings in exchange for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. Now, if you guys listen to my podcast, if you guys look at my post, you know, Tyrese Halliburton is one of my favorite young players in the league. I was part of the whole Tyrese bandwagon on draft night. I was shook that bro fell that late into the draft, he was the 13th pick by the Kings. And it seemed like the Kings finally lucked up for once. They drafted Matt, Marvin Bagley with the fourth pick a couple years back. He didn't pan out. He got sent to Detroit also. Deere and Fox, he was picked, I believe, fourth. He hasn't really panned out into the superstar player they thought he was going to be. But Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton. This brother was different. He had superstar written all over him. He could do everything on the offensive end. On the defensive end, he was consistent as well. Let me just give you his stats. This year, he was averaging 14 points, 3.9 rebounds, and 7.4 assists. Shooting 46% from um, field goal range, 41% from three-point range. Yeah, and this this is only his second year in the league. Forty-one percent from no eighty-four percent from free throw range, averaging one point seven steals and 0.7 blocks. His game highs this year are thirty-eight points, eight rebounds, seventeen assists. Yes, seventeen assists, five threes, and five steals and three blocks. For leaderboard accolades, he's he's had three hundred seventy-nine total assists this season, which is sixth in the league. He's averaging seven point four assists, which is eleventh in the league. He's averaging 1.7 steals, which is sixth in the league. Three point his three point field goal pct is uh, 0.413. He's played 1,757 minutes in the league this season, which is 13th in the league. His assist pct is 31.3, which is 20th in the league, and his steal pct is 2.4, which is sixth in the league. In his last five games, he's averaged 18.8, 3.6 rebounds and seven point eight assists. So with all that to say, with all that saying, he is such a young, talented player, and I'm just shook that the Indiana Pacers were able to get this guy. Because I thought it was gonna be for sure De'Aaron Fox on the trade market. I know De'Aaron Fox is such a talented young player. But Tyrese Halbert and has the potential to be better and he's gonna do wonders for this indiana pacers franchise and for the king side of things Sabonis and darren fox i don't know how that's gonna work out like many tv uh, sports analysts have said both of them are not shooters so they need a bunch of shooters around them to be a successful squad they've looked pretty good as of recent as a duo but I think at the end of the day, Pacers are going to be the ones that won the trade. And last but not least, the last thing of the day, Tyreek Evans has been reinstated into the NBA and can join NBA teams this Friday. He was suspended from the league in 2019 because of violations of the NBA and MBPA anti-drug program. Tyreek Evans, who is 32, is a free agent and can start negotiating with the team immediately. He's able to sign with a new team beginning Friday at noon Eastern Time. To get into some of his stats, in 2019 he averaged 10.2 points. This was his last year in the league. He averaged 10.2 points, 2.9 rebounds, 2.4 assists, shooting 39% from field goal range and 36% from 3 point range. 72% 72% from free throw range and .8 steals and .3 blocks. His best career year is 19.4 points, 3.6 assists, 2.4, no, 3.6 assists, 2.4, 3.6 rebounds, I mean 2.4 assists, shooting 45% from field goal range, 40% from three point range, 78% from free throw range, averaging one steal and .3 blocks. Obviously, he was the 20,000, 20,000, 2009, 2010 rookie of the year. His career three-point percentage is 32, and his career field goal percentage is 44. His career stats are 15.7 points, 4.6 rebounds, and 4.8 assists. Now, that is it for today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Have a great day. Deuces.